Name is Ark. Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 158 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things. And little Dennis is with us. We're still in the heart of nature, but it's getting a bit cold now. <laughs> it's getting a little bit cold. So my fingers are starting to get a bit denuded. And also, I've been eating these um, chocolate Belgian fest things, which are lovely, but I've got chocolate everywhere now. <laughs> It's quite weird. But this one here today, little Dennis is with us and we are in the heart of nature again and boing, he lets us straight into it. But he's he's quite fascinated, he is, by the sounds of the birds. Love the sounds of birds. So this one here, we're going to be talking about the ark, Noah's ark. We're going to talk about Noah's Ark and also the flood. And I'm also going to put another topic in with this one. I'm going to talk about flood dreams. So the first thing is, I believe Noah's Ark was actually a digital database. which It was a collection of DNA of each species. So I don't believe it was actually a physical boat. I don't think it was a physical boat. We're full of like animals and all the species. I think it was actually a, a database of all of the DNA of all the species. So I feel like what happened was, I think what's happened is, I think something basically created the flood to wipe out the planet to restart, repopulate it. Now you could look at it and say maybe what happened was. The humans got too intelligent or something. <laughs> yeah, like, they maybe they all woke up. So what happened was, they had to do the flood to make them stupid again. You don't know. That's the sort of thing I think about. So in other words, what they did was, they, they wiped out the planet, uh, but they had a database full of all the species, so that after the flood, they could basically re- recreate all the, each of the species. That's what I think's happened here. So... What happened was, we were, I think, the aliens sort of genetically created us, cloned us and stuff. But I feel like we're some sort of AI. We're some sort of computer or something. I feel like that's what's happened. We're already some sort of computer thing. So all they, all they did was, it, I feel like we're some sort of robot with the consciousness put inside of the robot. That's what I think humans are. So what happened was, if, if the consciousness gets too advanced, becomes self-aware, aka, like, in other words, works out what's going on, the, the, the aliens, which are overseeing the Earth, are going to have to re- reset it. So I wondered to myself, is this what's going to happen again? Are they going to actually wipe out the planet again? Because there's too many people waking up. And I start wondering, is this, is this why I'm dreaming about floods a lot? Because for the last year and a half, maybe two years, I've had these reoccurring dreams of floods. And what happens in these dreams is, I'm actually in an everyday experience. One of them that was very vivid, I was in this glass building, like a skyscraper, just having a normal life. I looked out the window. (laughs) Ah, 
you know when you get that shivery feeling? It goes right through you, it does. I just had that. It's, it's getting very cold out here. I think this might have to be the last one. Imagine though if a flood, if a flood suddenly happened. Imagine if you was just sitting here and in the distance you just saw a wall of water coming towards you. I think about that, I wonder what would happen. I don't think I would be scared. I don't think I would. I think you would I think there would be a part of you that would be that would be a little bit afraid. But I think I would just look at it in in pure amazement. And then well yeah, so in this dream, what happened was, I, I looked out the window and there was just this wall of water coming towards the building. And then what happened was, the entire building got wiped out by this water and everyone died, but I actually stayed alive. So as the, whole, as the building got filled with water, I was alive through the whole thing. And then it, uh, when it had finished, I sort of woke up, I looked around, everyone, everyone had died. And then what happened then was, all that was left was these shadow beings. These like dark shadow beings were going around the earth. Sort of like, I had the, I had the impression that what happened was all the people who had died had turned into these shadow beings or something. And, and along with that, you also had these drones with lights, like spotlights. They were going around trying to look for survivors. That was one of them. And then the ones I keep having is just, I keep having these dreams of basically being around lots of people and floods coming. So I'm trying to, I'm wondering what is that all about? <laughs> it's a bit weird. But so I do think that the, the flood is very real. There's also evidence for it. And what you know, what you begin to notice is a lot of, a lot of advanced civilizations got wiped out in that flood. So all around the world, deep in the ocean, they keep finding these, what are called, monolith, monoliths. Really super advanced, like pyramids and stuff, under the oceans. And when they date them, they go back to about 12,000 years. So all of a sudden, everything starts linking up. The pyramids, even the pyramids with the sphinx, there's water damage, which dates back to about 12,000 years again. So it... The pyramids were built when the desert, when Egypt wasn't a desert. So you start realising that the history is way different to what we think. And, and you sort of think, well, is it possible that what's happened is we got wiped out? That's why we don't remember. Part of the process of the flood is basically having, having the memory of being wiped out. But it would be quite a genius thing, wouldn't it? To, to wipe, I think I think the secret is going to be Antarctica. I've got a feeling something is going to be revealed in Antarctica. That's what I think. But let's get back into this thing. So I, I think to myself, well, is the same thing happening again with this ark? So one of the, one of each species, yeah. So they had like a, they had a, da- a database of all the DNA of each creature and all the humans as well. And I look at it and I think to myself. Are we about to enter a new flood, a new reset? Because what, like, if you look into the vaccines and the, the COVID tests and stuff, they're actually collecting DNA. So I think to myself, and also they're altering the DNA as well. So I think to myself, is it possible what they're doing is collecting everyone's DNA so they can flood the planet or something? 
and then they will still have the DNA so they can recreate all the people. Or it could even be what they do is they flood the planet and then they... But what happens is, imagine what they could do is they could flood the planet, everyone dies, but you don't remember the flood happening. And then what happens is they take your DNA, they, they recreate you on another planet to restart the entire process on another planet where they do the same thing again. So what, what you end up with is a never-ending process of the, these aliens going around destroying all these planets and you're just like an innocent bystander <laughs> until you wake up it's quite mad but the thing is by the time you wake up there's an eagle up there there's an eagle in the sky flying about oh I wish I could get on a camera I don't know if it's an eagle or one of those hawks there's a little bridge just over about five minutes down there and it's got a um, what do you call it it's got like a thing on it, a, a photograph of all these different birds. But there's actually an eagle circling in the sky. It's quite cool. If you're watching on YouTube, you might be able to see it, because I'm going to try and get the camera. I'm going to try and get the camera to look into it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, actually. I'll hurry up at this. <laughs> right, so I think to myself, is it possible what happened is... Oh, where's he gone, little bird? Hey, there he is. I think you can... Aw. Hey. Yeah. You can see him, but you can't see him. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? Oh, blue, blue skies as well. Hey, there he is. I'm sorry if you're only listening to the audio. I'm trying to get him in the camera. Big massive bird he is circling. I wonder what he's looking for. Cool. He's huge. That's what she said. Cool. So that's it for this one. Basically, my my thoughts are: I just wonder what's happening with um, with all this DNA. All this D- it's all to do with DNA, and it, it goes into something I said about on um, with me psychedelic experience. What happened was when I did my psychedelics, it, it basically said to me, DNA is time slowed down. So if you start messing around with the DNA, you're messing around with time and timelines and stuff. So maybe that's what's happening. Maybe if they, maybe that is what happens. They, the, the Ark gets the DNA, so then they have a database of all the DNA, they flood the planet, but then they, re, they put the DNA back to, to the start. It's actually to do with time. So in other words, what they're doing is they're just moving all of the species to the start of the timeline again so it just keeps going like that that'd be quite amazing and then the people who didn't give their DNA away they get to go through the flood and pop out the other side which would be into the source reality 
Vi kommer med op i Kolkone. Og se på this one. I don't know if little Dennis did the little thingy. I think he might have done. Doing. All this effort is just for inspirational quote. And we're going to pull a little random quote from this little book again. Daddy Lama's book. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy Lama. The Daddy Lama. So this is the final little quote that we have from the Daddy Lama. So I'm interrupting a little bit because the last three weeks we've had little quotes from the Dalai Lama and it was quite sort of funny because what happened was I, I picked this book because I'd gone outside taking, making the podcasts and I, I picked this book because it's a little one and I thought well it won't take up much space in my bag and I thought well he's got loads of wisdom so I can get nice quotes from him so but the night, it was the very night that I had come back I was watching an Ascend podcast and on that they, they, he was taught Dan Harrison was talking about how the Dalai Lama he had the vaccine and he's, he was like he was posing as if he was proud of it and I just thought to myself it just it just shows you how deep this spiritual war is actually going now that even the Dalai Lama himself somebody you would think was like that one of the highest beings on the earth has actually been corrupted so it just shows you how how deep this thing's going to go. But what I would say is, I would say, well, I was going to say prepare for, well, I feel like now anything is possible. <laughs> if, if When I saw that, well, the thing for me is there's this guy called Muji, who is a spiritual master. I love Muji. If I saw Muji having the vaccine, f- for me, that would be game over then. Because for me, Muji is actually God walking on the earth. I personally have never really got into the Dalai Lama. I just know that he was he was a very spiritual person. But for me, the guy who resonates the most with me is Muji. So if I ever see Muji having a vaccine, that would be that would be very upsetting for me. The Dalai Lama, it was shocking. It wasn't so much upsetting though, it was just shocking. But I also sort of started laughing. Because I thought, yeah, look, look what's happening now. <laughs> Even the Dalai Lama, that's, it's almost like what's happening is they're recruiting as many people as they can in power to try to push this vaccine. And in my opinion, it's because they know that the, the end is coming. So they want to try and get as many souls, human souls, as they can before it before the end. That's what I think is happening. Let's get back to this little quote because like I said on the previous two episodes, if the Dalai Lama has been possessed by a dark force, even that dark force still has words of wisdom. Which is quite cool, I like that. So let's go back to the little quote. Ah, oh. oh, look at this one look. Uh, what are we doing here? I like this. This is quite. This is quite. Listen to this. Look, your love and compassion towards your friends is, in many cases, actually attachment. This feeling is not based on the realization that all beings have an equal right to be happy and to overcome suffering. Instead, it's based on the idea that something is mine, my friend, or something good for me. That is attachment. Hmm. That's a bit of a weird one. No, I'm not having that one. Let's have this one. 
releasing, by releasing the grip of this grasping and enjoying within us, we will be in a better position to appreciate the value of working for our future lifetimes. Future lifetimes. Reincarnation, look. I don't like that one either. Third time lucky. Oh, cool. Listen, listen. This is it, look. There is both positive and negative desire. That's this week's little inspirational quote. There is both positive and negative desire. The Dalai Lama. Pushing a load of um, stuff along, making a right racket. I enjoyed that one.